This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here Here's Brock and James. You are always scum. <laughs> I'm always waiting for the noise. <laughs> Muted. I hit the wrong button. If you have access to bass traps, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, I got scum something else. We got yeah. the base. Uh, anyway, yeah, Brock James, hi. Uh, <laughs> Boom. I I forgot I forgot how YouTube worked. <laughs> I forgot to start with this. How YouTube mostly YouTube like the the audio portion not so much, but YouTube I forgot how it worked because we did a few weeks ago we did that Dune video like it's Dune the new Star Wars. And, and there were all comments, fl- floundering of comments, saying, like, Dune's been around longer. Star Wars was based on Dune. And, like, watch oh, the well, video. Sweet. Forks. I'm glad that like, I'm glad like, watch listened. The, I know. It's like, that's not what we're talking about. We are. Like, we, we acknowledge that, actually, in the actual while we talk <laughs> about it. Uh, but it's funny. But I've seen, like, it's funny. Since we did that, there's been, like, a ton. Like, Yahoo just did an article. Like, a bunch of articles. And I was Dune the next uh, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, f you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're curious what Dune fans are like, just as insufferable as Star Wars fan. You're muted again, or you unplugged your mic. <laughs> you're good. Oh, I heard it. Yeah, very. Okay. I have no idea what happened. I punched my mic because that's I'm using a Whoosh. different mic today. But like, yeah, it's like. Just watch the watch us talk about mm-hmm. it, and you'll find that uh, maybe you're an idiot. Just most of the time, but I forgot about YouTube. I forgot how that's how YouTube worked, right? People read the title, they yeah. saw the picture of Timothy Chalamet and and Mark Hamill, and they're uh, and they were just like, "Raw trigger rage!" Just like calm <laughs> the frick down. First, we didn't even put either one of them down. That's the thing that's crazy. Like we didn't. Uh... <laughs> anyway, Rebels Come Podcast three fourteen. Welcome. I mean. The Dune conversation has converted yourself, James, because you yeah. now have watched part one of Denny Valneuve's Dune. Dune. Yeah, yeah. Dune, Dune part Dune. one. Dune. And Dune you loved it. You were like, yeah, actually. Wow. Yeah. So I tried, when we talked about this months ago, I got laughed at, but not just you, but like everybody. Because I, I tried to watch it, and I'm not like the sci-fi fantasy, like that old look. I just can't. Mm. It, it's a struggle for me. It's really so. I got 18 minutes in around there. Stop yeah. watching it. And Aaron wasn't into it either. We both like screw this crap. But then Dune Two, everyone's like, "This is the greatest movie ever made." And I'm like, "I got like I'm missing. I'm gonna miss the boat on this movie. I need to watch the first one." <laughs> and it went down. It went down to five dollars on iTunes. Brock. So I was like, even if it's terrible, it's five dollars after tax so that's said, a foot long at subway though no it's not it's actually it's not it's actually a six inch ham now yeah, only the ham six inch they ham, raised yeah. the prices <laughs> anyway um yeah so i was like so I, I got it and then last night 
Aaron was like, what are we watching? Oh, Dune. She goes, what's Dune? I'm like, stop Dune. it. And it was funny because we put it on the first 18 minutes. I'm like, I'm, I'm like sweating. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I don't like the way it looks. I'm like, it's not like, it's just like, not the way it looks. Like the cinematography was great. The costumes are great, but it's the costumes and makeup. I'm just like, this is not what I like. I don't like this. And I'm like, but I'm like, I got to get past it. I got to get past it. And, uh, and Aaron's like the same conversation as we had months ago. She's like, this is like Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we got, uh, I got past what I did before and something just clicked in it where the costumes that I didn't like kind of went to the side and, uh, and, and, um, what's his name? Uh, Pokemon man. Like th- those characters, I'm like, these guys That's are awesome. really not my, they're not my cup of tea the way they look. Right. I'm like, this is not <laughs> how I like it. But I was like, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it. and then I got, yeah, I got uh, sucked in, and 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 it's like it's a slow, like not a lot, like happens action wise. And I was like, and when it ended, I was like, Aaron was like, what do you think? I'm like, I freaking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, it's not bad. And then today she's like, all of a sudden she's like, knows everything about part two that's coming, like not the plot, but like everyone that's in it, and like she's read articles and stuff. So yeah. yeah. So thanks to you and uh, everybody saying that the second one is the greatest movie ever made. I'm now like, <laughs> I, I was like, that was, I just was like, that was a really, how did I not, but I had to get past, like I was sweating, man. Those first 18 minutes, I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. It was the, you know, the, the woman, I can't remember her name, the woman that's like, put your hand in the box, like that costume. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm out, I'm out on that costume. And then like the little, the face paint and the black, I'm like, I can't do this. This is not, mm-hmm. this was not made for me. And then once I got past that hump, and then there was like actual like stormtroopers showed up in it. I was like, yeah. oh, these are stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> I never yeah, got that yeah. far. I had no idea. And then yeah, people died. I'm like, oh, they're not in the next one. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, you paid Oscar Isaac how much to be on this movie for two days? <laughs> well, a movie like that's probably like a good week, no matter what, how long you're there. <laughs> Actually, on screen. Zendaya was only in the first one for one week or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Her Actually, character, <laughs> her character is important, but like she is not in the first part. <laughs> no, but she's but they the thing that's great though is like she's sprinkled in, so you never forget about her, right? Like, it's like she gets yeah. sprinkled here and like just when you're like, oh, that's true, yeah, gonna, yeah, like just when you no, it's not that like she's like it's a flash of her face, like it's yeah, not like yeah, but like he has like, a, oh, he yeah. dreams of her. <laughs> Yeah, so you never forget that she's in the movie. I, I just thought it was really well. Uh, as a as a film, I was like, "This is fantastic." As a Star Wars, it sucked though. I'll say that it <laughs> sucked as a Star Wars. There was not one lightsaber in it. You know, like I said to you, it's like it's as if Star Wars. It, it's a Star Wars movie if they never left Tatooine and Luke became a Tusken Raider yeah, <laughs> for no real reason, that just was because good. he that's... was totally. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the best uh, synopsis of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's get into Star Wars, though. I want to talk to Star you about Wars. the It's po- Did you wait? Did you watch Bad Batch? I did, and it was a very good episode. Uh, I'll give thirty seconds for spoilers. So Bad Batch. Yeah, they're no Bad spoil. Batch. They're Bad Batch. Anyways, so Omega, as I like to say, oh, <laughs> Omega and. And Crosshair escape from Hemlock, and now they they like they have to find their way back to the rest of the Bad Batch. So, and of course, they crash land on a planet, and they have no credits. Did you actually go away, or did you lose connection? 
I was like, oh, I don't want to hear this, but then uh, <laughs> I, I, I can still so, hear you perfectly. <laughs> it was it was a fun episode where they have they kind of, like they kind of bond and Crosshair gives in to like Omega's um, positivity, and there's hijinks and they escape with an Imperial cruiser and they're able to send a thing to uh, Crusher and. God, what's the main character? The the rest of the Bad Batch, and they come, and then they reunite at the end, and they're like, we can't believe you found us. And it's like, I brought someone, and they haven't seen Crosshair since they betrayed them and abandoned them. So now, that, the end of the episode was like, oh, we don't trust you, and then credits. Solid episode, and it was like, it kind of pointed to me, this could have just been like a Last of Us, uh, Mandalorian, and Grogu sort of in... In, uh, sort of show where it's like a dad that doesn't want to be a dad that has to get their kid across to protect their kid from all the villains of the universe and that was what that episode felt like solid I, this season's pretty good and I feel like as always Filoni's like this is our last season let's go all out so uh, <laughs> it's yeah, very more adult again. yeah so yeah. four stars out of five stars Wow. Because I know it can get better. Five. Yeah. But what if it doesn't? If it gets worse, would uh, you give this one a five? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can't peak at episode three. <laughs> so, yeah. I, well, I think some shows have peaked at episode three. Like The Mountain on CW. I made that up. I mean, it's a real show. I don't know if it peaked at episode three. Uh, the Acolyte is... I haven't seen Bad Batch yet, so I can't comment on it. Uh, we have two odds brought to us by executive producer Heidi that are based on Bad Batch, and my answers Ooh. are going to blow your minds, Brock. Blow full Brock minds. Before we get into our, our topic today, we need to like tease our topic so people know what we're talking about. Because the title of this show is called like Kathleen Kennedy Ruined My Childhood. Uh, blind rankings. We're going to blind rank Mandalorians. We're going to blind rank Mandalorians. I Ooh, la, kept la. Django and Boba Fett off the list because Ooh, there's wow. like hemming and hawing if they are Mandos or not. So I kept them off because mm. I, I just look, if the Dune crowd came after me on one Dude. thing, I don't need the Star Wars fan coming up. Star Wars crowd coming after me on the other. Dune was around longer than Star Wars. You guys should read. All right. <laughs> uh, blind rankings. Let me figure out how to do this. Bam! Graphic change Boom. for everyone listening. Everyone listening is like, we don't care about your graphic <laughs> changes, James. Uh, blind ranking, Mandalorians. We're gonna start with Pre Vizsla. Pre Vizsla. So that's Favreau's character, yeah. No, this is the Pre Favreau's character. I think he's post Vizsla. Post, <laughs> post Malone Vizsla. Um, what's the? What's, who is the Vizsla in Mandalorian? That's, I think that's also like previous. I don't know, Brock. Like, <laughs> Let's do a Google search. I call, him, I call him heavy, okay? I call him heavy. He's not on this list, oh. spoilers. But he, I would call him heavy. Uh, previous uh, was a human Mandalorian warrior who, during the final oh, years yes. of the Black Republic, led the terrorist organization known as... Death Watch. Death Watch. Sorry, I didn't have to continue. Uh, so that's pre. Yeah, no, it's, it's John Favreau's character. Yeah, I'll give it. Um... Oh, you mean in the Clone Wars? Yes, sorry, I'm thinking Mando. <laughs> what the 
We're, uh, I'm gonna put him at number three because it's like wow, it's like it kind of like launched Favreau into the Star Wars universe, and look at what he's done. So, well, Heavy is a better character. I don't care what you mm-hmm. say. I gotta spell his name right. People are like, yeah, Paz Paz Vizsla. Thank shout out to Disney Desi for the assist. There must be a delay. She must have googled uh, it. <laughs> Gar Saxon. Gar. Gar. Saxon. Oh. Let's look that one up, cause I forget. Can I like look like? I gotta make sure I'm spawning these things right. Gar Saxon was Mandalorian human male who served as a commander of the Mandalorian oh, yes. commanders in Maul's Shadow Collective during the Clone Wars. I like Gar. He'd be my number five. I'm gonna go four. Four. <laughs> Dizzy Dizzy did not Google it, and she's a liar. <laughs> she she binged it. She was on. <laughs> uh Din Djarin. Din Djarin. Ooh, I'm gonna go number one. I'm gonna go all in because, uh, and then you're like, Everyone. "What about everyone this liked Dinjarin, uh, the armor?" Ooh, I feel I don't like know I how you're gonna work. feel about the next one. I don't know how you're gonna I feel, feel like. I, I'm, gonna... I'm gonna gamble and put. I was gonna say two, but I'm gonna put the armor at five. Five, armor. I gotta spell armor right, and then. Uh, Bo Catton. Oh, perfect. So number two. Is that is that how you say? Yeah, that's. I was wor- I was wondering because because yeah. I probably would have done the the the. Armor I thought too. you were gonna go Sabine, so that was that's no, what I was holding no, a spot for. I went with Din. I went with. Yeah, I didn't. I went with. Uh, I don't know why. I did I, random, bro. I just picked random. I was like, who's good? I didn't want to put Din on it. And I was like, yeah. Every week I cop out with these. So let's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She denied it. She binged it. She admits it fully. I mean, those are your blind rankings right there. Good times on the blind rankings. Takes up four seconds of the show. Acolyte. Uh, there's been mm. some talk of the Acolyte. It's coming, Brock. It is coming. Uh, and there's been an interview with C Magazine. Have you seen this interview with uh, Amanda Stenberg? No. What is this? What is C Magazine? Like the letter C or... The it's ability the to see. Yeah, it's the, I guess the letter. I've never heard of it either, but it's big for uh, C Magazine is... Cosmopolitan? I clicked on it. Imagine? It doesn't help me out. Huh? <laughs> Can you imagine it's just Cosmopolitan trying to streamline their own name? <laughs> I think it is. C. <laughs> is that Cosmopolitan? I don't know what it is. It's not telling me. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Now I lost the article. I think you might be right, though. Because it's culture, design, beauty, food, travel, weddings, video, top five. Top five? You stole from me. What are their top five? Top five Mandalorians. Paz Vizsla. Oh. Uh, what is C, though? Anyway, so C Magazine uh, shared, new details, she shared new details about the Acolyte. Um, it said that the Acolyte will honor the ethos of Star Wars and explore various conceptions around the Force. And then the quote... Mm is as follows in the context of the star wars universe it's a time of great peace theoretically it's also a time of institution and it's a time in which conceptions around the force are very strict and i think what we're trying to explore within our show is when an institution has a singular conception of how power can be used we try to provide a lot of different perspectives and answers to that question. The idea is to kind of honor the ethos of Star Wars and ideas around the Force and also challenge them, hopefully, 
harmoniously. Harmoniously. That's <laughs> qu- end quote. <laughs> Too long. Did not read. Uh, I mean, cool. She used a lot of words. She used a lot of descriptive words in that. It's I a Canadian like, art magazine, Brock. See, no, I, thought, I looked it up. I was like, yeah. So, I mean, that's quite quite a wordy sent. Uh, a couple sentences. Like, she sounds like she's either played very very well to like promote this movie or she is very into this project so it's like was it a verbal I hope review or was it through email <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah and she just ai generated a, a paragraph for them oh man <laughs> genius um, genius so i know what does ethos mean i feel like i should know but like what is that's when you said ethos i was like I'm not sure if I understand. It sounds Greek to me. I'll tell you it that. Is. I could go for it. I could go <laughs> Definitely for it. <laughs> it's like an era, right? Like uh, the distinguishing character, sentiment, moral nature. So the character of the, the show. Time of, it has yeah, a specific ethos. Feel to it. And I think, like, for look, I, I heard this and I was like, all in. And the reason is because I love the prequels. And the yeah. thing within the prequels is kind of how Sidious, who is, spoilers, is the Emperor. How he's able to deceive the Jedi so easily, right? And it's their own, your favorite word, hubris is kind of the breeze. So it's like, I love that. I love that we're going back and this is kind of exploring maybe the beginnings of the downfall of the Jedi Order. Like, because people get mad, like, she announced that race back, George Lucas. Uh, I'm talking about the showrunner. And like, no, no, but George Lucas, like, the prequels are about how the Jedi Order failed. And so this yeah. is like this leading into it is kind of exciting to me in the way that the Clone Wars kind of leads into Revenge of the Sith and how Mandalorian stuff re- can go into the, the sequels. This is a way to get into the prequels now, I, like the beginning of the prequels, which we've never had before. Because you always say the Clone Wars made the prequels better, but did it make Phantom Menace better? This could like something like this could for people that don't love Phantom Menace, even though it's the greatest movie ever made, could get them. Maybe you see it in a different light now. You see like, oh, the Jedi are dumbasses because they got so full of themselves that they overlooked it so i'm like we still don't know who or what the acolyte is we don't know what's going on in this aside from a, a master and a, or a former apprentice and a master padawan and a master so it, i'm excited and this makes me go yeah this is uh on par with what i was hoping yeah no i agree like so i mean it's nice when like <laughs> i guess like this answer sort of no, no disrespect to Dakota Johnson, but this kind of interview is like the opposite <laughs> of her. Like whenever she does any promotion oh for God. a movie, and also I guess it is kind of refreshing to hear a actor sort of like, yeah, like I'm into this. I really like this movie. Not, and I could say, oh, it's great. You love it. Come and see it. Like no, she was like, there's. She had a thoughtful mm-hmm. answer, and usually when you're like using tons of words you're like i love this project so if yeah i, I agree like it's just like I, yeah and she dressed as padme at celebration like seems like a like yeah. a genuine like like a genuine star wars fan mm-hmm. like someone who's like i believe in like you know so there's excitement there and look what other than Dakota Johnson, everyone's going to rave about the piece of crap they're in right <laughs> it could be the worst thing ever but you know other than Dakota Johnson 
they're like, no, go see this movie because I need my next job. That's basically what it is. But this, like, this seems, I would say this is genuine. And it doesn't, like, actually, she doesn't say, like, this is the greatest thing ever. It's like, no. the show's kind of about the, you know, about struggles and the downfall of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to, and, and I, it sounds like, because for me, I think the strongest point of Kenobi, part of Kenobi, was the lore building. Like, I thought they did a good job with the lore building at Kenobi. And it sounds like this is going to maintain that level of lore building where you get little tidbits of things here and there that might be interesting i still don't know if like if reading the high republic is going to matter at all with this like i don't think i honestly don't think it will i think it'll benefit like i think if you read it you'll benefit from it like because you'll know like not you'll know some backstories that won't play into it at all just you know it gives you you'll have a fuller idea of it but i think this is going to be its own separate thing that lives within that world which could be a very exciting time period to to play in because we've only played in in post prequel era now where everything's been dirty and gross which we love about star wars but let's go into the, the clean and shininess yeah. that we had 20 years ago absolutely absolutely and it's like you know i feel like most people especially in star wars are like their description of it is like oh this is like before luke and this and da 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 and like they just tell you where it fits <laughs> in the thing so hearing description that's like it's a challenging or like it's it's like it's like we're looking at the soul of this project so it's like let's do it um yeah i'm excited i've been excited for this accolade project since it got announced so yeah uh regardless it has of so any, much potential yeah regardless of any connection to high republic i'm like sweet well, let's do it like it, and just like what we known and some of those quick pictures we saw i'm like the casting is just like yeah, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. And there's a Wookiee. And we haven't had a lot of Wookiees coming up again, I don't think. So it's good to get some, some Wookiee love in there. Wookiee. 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 And they, like, they still haven't announced. Like the, the rumor is June 5th. And like a bunch of like reputable news outlets are reporting that. But there hasn't been any like... <laughs> it, like there hasn't been any official word yet. That's crazy. Which is, it, I, yeah, but you know they want you to watch the Bad Batch, right? They want you to stick with that. And everyone, Red says, everyone said I had potential too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I just, I, I just, I, I like the idea because we had all like I love you know the Fabro Filoni stuff. Obviously, I gush about it, and people are like getting off of their bandwagon a little bit. But I'm still on it. I'm, I'm, I've moved up my seat a little bit. I'm closer to the front. Now that so many people got off of it, but like, but like Gilroy coming in and doing and or was a nice, uh, uh, you know, some fresh air, breath of fresh air coming in. You're like, oh, this is this is going to give you a new look and perspective on it. And this is another one now. And as much as I love the Fabro Filoni stuff, and I probably always will because I'm a shill, I like, I love seeing these other perspectives on Star Wars. And I think that's we talked about this a while ago, where like. You know, now Disney owns them, so there is a big corporation overhead, and they have to appease all these people. But when you can give Favreau, Filoni, Gilroy, and I forget the name of the Russian doll doing Leia, Leia, but you give these individuals right, like J.J. Abrams for a bit, Ryan Johnson. They kind of, you know, whether you like the movies or not, they had kind of. Maybe not in the last one, but they had some full reign on it. You let the the filmmakers do what they want with Star Wars because Star Wars, I think, works better as like 
as that indie film kind of perspective, a big budget indie film where there's a singular vision into it. And if all these shows are going to have different singular visions, that works. I think the movies are a different story, but the shows, I'm very excited to see what, what we got. What is her name? Head, head, Leslie, head, Liz, uh, Leslie Les- Headland. Leslie Headland. I was, I had initials right. <laughs> LH. No disrespect. I, I've never seen Russian Doll. I don't know anything about it. I just, I'm like, this sounds good. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. Bad Batch. Yeah. Has no plot armor. What do you mean? Plot armor. What do you mean, Heidi? Let us look up plot armor. How do we, do we spell armor with a U in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, we do. I, I, Harbor. Harbauer. <laughs> David Harbor. <laughs> the main character uh, is allowed to survive dangerous situations because they are needed for the plot to continue. That's what it means. It means when the main hmm. character survives for the plot to continue. Yeah. Well, Rogue One, they all died. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I love gotcha, Rogue One, gotcha. by the way. Rouge One. Um, yeah. That was a phenomenon. The Rouge One phenomenon. <laughs> that, known. Remember, like, people, like, how do you not know how to, anyway, we won't get into it. Remember when we watched Michael Phelps race to watch the trailer on TV? Yeah. During our, I think that was our second podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Rez, Plout Armor. Plout. <laughs> you spelled everything perfectly Canadian. <laughs> we add U's to everything. everything. We, we put the U back in plutes. <laughs> <laughs> U and plute. I'm excited for it. I think there's, I don't know if there's, apparently uh, she also said something. A man, Amanda Stenberg reveals how Star Wars The Acolyte was developed with her in mind. This is from IGN africa uh all the network was conceptualized with my face leslie was like so i've been working on this for about three or four years for you <laughs> i don't know what i'm going to do if it if you don't do it no pressure i feel like there should have been an lol oh and this is part of the c magazine how come i didn't see this in the c magazine <laughs> oh because i clicked on c man okay you didn't see I have it. A really... oh, apparently she has a heavy heavy load in the show an abnormal load. The crews are so hardcore. They're so hardworking. It's very kind of competitive, and people work their butts off. I'm not gonna say asses. I'm gonna say butts. Very different. I think that I've experienced on most American sets. Anyway, yeah, and then she goes after that. So yeah, it sounds like she's the star. I guess I'm okay with that. We need a star. <laughs> I'm glad somebody is gonna be in this show. Absolutely. It's not, it's not going to be me. I wasn't. I wasn't asked. Nobody called me. <laughs> Maybe in three or four years, Brock, I'll get a call from someone and be like, "I had this idea with you in mind for three or four years," and I'll be like, "Pass." He's <laughs> like, "Man on bus number three. <laughs> James, you need to play this part. You need to be man on the bus. Fifty Shades of Star Wars. You can. That's how you get Dex's diner back in. I don't know what that means." Um, (laughs) i don't know what do we have we gotta go to uh the odds let's do it possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3720 to one never tell me the odds oh come on okay i'm gonna keep it on i like this frame by the way i miss quill do you think quill will be back in the movie oh no 
<laughs> Flashbacks, no, the whole no, thing. No, what if they... no. I really no. think they should. I don't know why you have to be negative on Quill. What if Quill wasn't? What if they clone Quill? Clone Quill and the Quill clone. They they need a uh, they need a, a a nanny for for Grogu, so they just clone Quill. They clone Quill on Queen's Quay. While quelling Queen Qua, qua. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, let, let's has just... anyone died since Quill? Has anyone show? cloned anyone since Quill? Probably. <laughs> it's like less cloning, more it's staying dead. <laughs> well, that's a. I think that is. There's two things that they need to do: stay dead and stop stabbing people with lightsabers. Those are like the two <laughs> things. That oh, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those two things that they need to do. All right, never tell me how. Brought to you by Patreon. Patreon.com. If you like what we do, why don't you go to Rebel Scum? Fucking hell, man. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast and support us because we need help. Sometimes you feel like it, not, sometimes you don't, and we need your help on that. So go on down to patreon.com slash rebel scum podcast and see what we have we will give you that juicy content when we have time to make it but Fantasia we... has a new video on on patreon for all the patreons to watch it's just him like i don't know i think he's eating pie or something so i have like google tv chromecast whatever it's called now and youtube is on it i mean or if even if you have a fire stick it has you can watch youtube on it as if it's tv but Google specifically, because it owns YouTube, it's like, it'll pop up like, oh, watch this on Netflix or this on Disney Plus or this on on Prime. But occasionally it'll pop in the YouTube and if it's like, if it thinks I like YouTube, it'll also put it in like that big part that shows like, like a massive think, thumbnail of that thing. And one of it was our video, one of the videos from our channel, and it's one of Andrew's book reviews, the one with the Queen, <laughs> the Queen Amidala book where there's two faces and he puts like a, oh, it's so a new like, video, yeah. full screen, this guy's face on my TV, and I'm like, why is Andrew on my Chromecast? And it's like good 30 seconds of like, what is happening? What is going? It's like, oh, it's one of our videos. So yeah, because my YouTube. Is connected. It looks at obviously Rebel Scum podcast comes up because I check on things every time to time. I was just like, I can't escape this man. I cannot. But anyways, Andrew Fantasia is not canon, but does content for us on the Patreon. So if you want to see his non-canon face, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Rebel Scum Podcast. And we love all the people that already do, and those people are. Do, 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 do. Where did my email go? I moved it and it is gone. There we go. Heidi Fetter, executive producer. Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Dale Erdman, Phil Staniforth, Rez, Scott D., Josh Price, Matt W., Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Denoners, Disney Daddy, Charlotte, Ron Presak, Jeff Wilson. Let's go. Now that Brock has talked everybody out of buying a Google Cast. Everybody is like, I was going to, but now I'm not. I am absolutely in no way, shape, or form. So they make the new Chromecast like the Fire Stick, like with the menu screen and everything. Like, is that how they all work now? 
Oh yeah, they're all like that. So if you don't have a smart TV, you can just use that. That's I don't have a smart TV. I have a Fire Stick and the Apple, and they're all like that. And the I have a Chromecast, the old Chromecast, which wasn't like that, and that's why mm-hmm. I stopped using it because I was getting annoyed streaming from my phone every time. Like that, because sometimes when the connection would be lost with the internet, yeah, I wouldn't be able to stop what I was watching. There was no pause option that way. So that's yeah, good it's, news. It's, it's called Google TV now, but it is Chromecast. Like the thing itself is called Chromecast as well. Chromecast is such a better name than Google TV. Yeah. Well, don't worry, Brock. Next is Google TV Plus. Because if you put a plus next to it, we all pay an extra $7.99. Sure. <laughs> the most unoriginal. We're just going to put plus. It's going to be streaming. So we're going to put a plus next to it. Everyone's going to love it. Disney, Disney did it. All right. Like They're all plus now. Netflix Plus is next. Uh, I never told the odds. The word... <laughs> I never wrote what the word was in the odd. It says the word will not be mentioned in the acolyte. What's uh, the word, Brock? The word is the word bird. Sith. The word, <laughs> the, bird, the word Sith will not be mentioned in the acolyte. We will never hear the word Sith uttered in the show The Acolyte, which is probably about a Sith. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think when the books. They... I don't know if it can be a Sith. Well, in the Phantom Menace, if you remember, if you recall, Brock, uh, Siths were like gone for like two thousand years or something at that point. They had there had been no Sith. There had been obviously we know that there had been because of Shivip and Plagueis and Darth Maul and whatnot and uh, Tyrannus. But but, but the, the Jedi don't know that. So if they if the word is uttered, it has to be a non Jedi, or the Jedi that utters it has to be killed. Mm-hmm. Morbid. We're going morbid. Yeah, because I was just going to say, like, in the book, I think they mentioned the Sith once, because, like, the the villains in that are not Force users, right? They're the, gosh, what are they called? I completely, the Nile. And they're just pirates with that wear metal on their faces. So it's like, they're not really Force wielders. So I think it gets mentioned once offhand about something else, like the Sith, like you said, are in the past. So that's interesting. Because you can't mess with the storyline. Eh, maybe there might be a creative way of doing it. I'm going to say 75%. Because it's just like, I think you do need to sort of reintroduce what it could possibly be for fans that have no idea what the High Republic series is about. I'm going to go 41. No, full Brock. Can I change it? Was it too late to change it? I mean, I t- we take these things very seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm going full Brock for everything I said. Like, it, it, it probably, if it is about a Sith, it could be mentioned. But at the same time, how do you do it in a way? And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they're going to do it or not. I hope they do. We don't hear it yeah. enough. We don't hear it enough. I mean, there are Sith troopers. This is true. They just, there's leftover red paint from the Praetorian Guards. And they're like, just paint those Sith troopers. Why does CVP love red guards? Why hasn't anybody done a book on that? Right? The the, the Royal Guards, the Praetorian Guards, and then the yeah. Sith Troopers. Why is it why like what what is what is his fascination with red? Are I you mean, CVP, are you guarding CVP right now based on the shirt you're wearing? When he was dressed as as just himself in like Phantom Menace. I feel like 
there are a lot of red accents in his garb. I don't know. I think I think uh, George Lucas just said, "Oh, wouldn't it be cool if they were red?" And they've just gone along with that. Or oh, I guess George Lucas also made the prequels, but <laughs> I think it's just sort of like it's cool if an elite squadron is red. Yeah, no, I I'm fine with like the it all works, but at some point you're like, why are they all? I mean, it is kind of menacing. Uh, and what happened to Masameda? Masameda? This is a crisis. What happened to him? He just like, I think that I think he was mentioned in a book, but we need we need to know what happened to him. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> I think we need it. I think we need it. Judging. Okay, next odd. Next odd comes from executive producer Heidi. Never tell me the odds. What are the odds that Boba Fett appears in the Bad Batch? If so, what are the odds he will? Let them go. Omega being an unaltered clone would be his sister. Uh, Heidi gave us a good answer for our question about red. Red represents evil in Star Wars. Like that's a really good point. <laughs> uh, but to your the odd, it was like I am going to say. What was the question again? Boba Fett appearing in the Bad Batch. Oh, yes. My my initial reaction was like, uh, no. And then I'm like, oh, right. Omega is basically the female version of him. So that would be pretty cool. So Heidi, you won me over. I am going to go 65%. Why would, why would he appear? I haven't seen this season. Why would he appear? Why would I don't know. It would just be because we don't. I don't feel like we've gotten a really good answer of why they have a female clone. So and also, but that, do you need one? I don't know. <laughs> they made three seasons about it, but like uh, the Alpha, like like Boba being classified as Alpha and Omega being Omega. It's just like I, I'm sure they've talked about it, and it wasn't that satisfying because like couldn't even tell you if that actually happened but it would be nice to sort of like it's like they haven't i don't feel like they really have said why exactly they have a female clone outside of it's different and that's pretty neat i guess so yeah that could be a reason why What a perfect way to be frozen. (laughs) And it's just me. It's just me. Thank you for letting me know it's not me this time, guys. So I'll just keep talking. So, yeah, I, 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 like, uh, Heidi, that... 
you won me over. I usually don't like when they drop in Boba Fett or Jango Fett last minute, so I'm like, uh, you got me. I will not sing a song. This is my nightmare. But I, yes, he's back. I feel vindicated because it wasn't me this time. And Disney Desi was backing me up, even though she usually hates me. No, no, that was all me. I plugged in. <laughs> I'm gathering from my phone right now. I, I don't know what happened. I just, yeah. uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, I, yeah, no, I knew it was me because when it's me, I go, the screen goes black and I get the circle of death appearing. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, and we both went. And I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, boy. I sort of stayed silent for a second because you're you were I like saw. this, and then I you couldn't yeah. see like <laughs> you were uh, not blinking. I'm like, oh, he's never. Yeah, I pulled he I pulled never. myself off the feet, and then I and then my whole thing was just like, you don't have the internet, so I tethered. But the, mm-hmm. fo- the yeah. phone cable I'm using is like all like it's, I, if I touch it, it might disconnect my phone, mm-hmm. so you might lose me again. I I just I just don't know the context of which we would get a Boba Fett in the show, like why yeah. he would appear, because I haven't seen it, so I can't talk to it. So I'm gonna go ninety seven point eight percent. I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm gonna go eleven point one percent. I feel like with the book of Boba Fett, they've kind of done their thing with Boba Fett, and I don't know if they're gonna use him on an animated show right now. Like I think they're gonna let him breathe because especially with the way that show is received by everyone but me. Because it's brilliant. Uh final odd also brought to us by executive producer Heidi. What are the odds that Batu eventually appears in a Star Wars media of some kind? But it's already been in a book, but how about they visited it on a show or something, Brock? I don't see why not. Because um, you always got all those cool characters that exist in the park already. And, like, it's... Because who knows? Maybe this is Filoni's last animation. If they went to Batu and they just run into Hondo, I mean... Oh. So, I want to say... I'm going to agree with D- Disney Desi on this one and go 75%. So... I, I, I find it hard to believe that they haven't gone there already in, like, at least the nah. Mandalorian, right? Like, how how have they not done Like, how is Bob Iger, I know it wasn't there for a while, but how did Bob Iger not be like, yo, John and John and Dave, you got to go to Batu. You have to. <laughs> Contractually obligated to go to Batu. Like, I don't know how that hasn't happened yet because they go to all these nonsense planets. They're great, fine. But just throw in but two, uh, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go like seventy. Not I'm gonna I'm gonna price is right both of you and go seventy nine percent just to price is right you all. Oh uh, yeah, seventy nine percent. That's how I. <laughs> that's how I I have to do it because it it just it, it like yeah you want people to I mean people are going though so I guess you don't need to force it but I would throw that in seventy nine. Yeah yeah. Reza saying that just makes sense and sense. And sense. <laughs> and uh, Heidi and, uh, oh, and, and sense. <laughs> and, and Heidi and uh, Desi will be extras in the back. Probably. They'll be in uh, Oga's Cantina. Just What do you get at Oga's Cantina? Do you get like alcohol or is it just like. Yeah, room, that's room where room? all the drinks are. That's where, that's where the adults go that don't want to be there with their like kids. Because adults don't go there on their own. <laughs> no, not not a single I time. I didn't. No, no, not a, sing, not a single time. 
Every time um, I see a picture of Galaxy's Edge, it's just like an onslaught of everyone over like 30. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are oh, kids' yeah. drinks. There are kids' drinks. Yeah, and like they have all the fancy drinks. You remember I had the glass that was like yeah. the Ewoks? That's where I got it from. And I think there's food. Yeah, I think there's food. There's a bunch of stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> it is definitely the thing you have to do. <laughs> I have a, a, a apron from the Droid Factory. Right, that's right. And I have I my daughter has a Jar Jar Binks doll, also. Which she, by the way, the other day she picked up that Jar Jar, and now she's at the age where she throws everything. She launched Jar Jar across the room, and I said, "You don't do that to Jar Jar. You do that to every other one, but not to Jar Jar. You show Jar Jar respect." I sat her down. We had we had a big, a big conversation about it. All right, no news today. Uh, No news. Brock already got Brock already got his solo shot. Uh, there is one news. Toronto oh, Comic Con. All the news. No, no news. Da, 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 da. I mean, there's tons. There's probably other tons of news. I just couldn't auto. Uh, I couldn't cut and paste. Toronto Comic Con is coming up at this March break, March 15th to 17th. It's a Friday to Sunday. Uh, I don't know their names, but uh, actually, I had it in front of me. The gentleman that played Wedge will be there. Uh, Dennis Lawson, a.k.a. Uh, Ewan McGregor's uncle. He will be there all weekend. Uh, Diana Lee in so not, uh, in No Santo. Uh, the forget what the villain's name from Ahsoka is. And uh, Iman Esfandi, who plays Ezra as, and Ahsoka. They will both be there Saturday and Sunday. And hopefully Rebel Scum Podcast too. Waiting on those media accreditation. But uh, yeah. If you want to do some Star Wars tings, why don't you come on down to Toronto and hang out, and I'll give you high fives. They don't do these Comic-Cons anywhere else. You have to come to the T-Dot, or the Six, or whatever they call them now. The fun fact is, like, Informa owned Fan Expo, or, sorry, Fan Expo is, like, the Toronto Comic-Con for years, and they got bought by an event company, I guess, called Informa. And then they went and bought all these others, like uh, like uh, Comic Cons in the states. So there used to be a Boston Comic Con. It's now called Boston Fan Expo. There's a yeah, Dallas Fan there. Expo. So I'm like, wow, it started in here. So fun stuff. That's good to know. We could bragging rights for nobody that will care. Cause <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I am the only one that's interested in that. Yeah, you should tell everybody when you go. You should go to Boston Fan Expo and be like, guess what, guys? Top five. Top five Top Din Djarin moments. Din. Hydro One Alert. The updated estimated time uh, restoration is 8 p.m. What? Huh? It's, it's almost 10. I got uh, Hydro One. Hydro is what we call our power here. There's a big storm. I don't know. It's windy AF outside. Like there's wind. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like baloney. We've lost power twice today. Like for like half a second. Like a bam. Mm-hmm. Like no. I was with uh, Selena once and she was mortified. Top five Mando moments uh, when he killed dead IG. Which IG is it? Eleven. Eighty-eight. When he killed him dead. Eighty-eight. And when he killed him dead and he came back, but 
before that, when he first in the first episode, when he's just off camera, like bam, so we can save Baby Yoda. Uh, that was the most heroic thing anyone has ever done was saving Baby Yoda. Oh, sorry, it is IG Eleven. Curse you, Dizzy Dizzy, my <laughs> my nemesis. I'm probably having a drink uh, with the droid right now at Oga's. <laughs> I only know it's the only place I know. Oga's obsession. There's a is that a drink? Oh, it's like yeah. a Jello shot and. Petri dish. Okay, interesting. What Petri dish? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, you're number five. <laughs> My number five is gonna be. I want to say the duel between him and Pre Vizsla in <laughs> Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett, not his show. That was fun Paz, little Paz point. Vizsla. Paz, Paz, Paz. Damn. Pez Vizsla. So, anyways, that was cool. And we're like, he, he's not good with the dark saber. I like that. That is my number four because anytime I can bring heavy into the situation, I'm bringing ah, heavy died. That's right, heavy died. Heavy was my favorite, and heavy. Died. I have the heavy uh, Funko Pop. I couldn't get the black. I wanted the black series. Couldn't get it, so I got the Funko Pop. Heavy rip, buddy rip. Your number three. <laughs> my number four. <laughs> I only did one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, I love I love the the uh, sand crawler chase in ep- in the egg episode in in uh, first season. I just like the idea of like it's like this sort of like the slowest car chase ever, and then he's just like jumps on the side of it and gets punched by Jawas popping their heads out like it's like. Like uh, Batman, the Batman sixty six, where there's always someone looking out the window as they're climbing up a wall. That's my number four. And my number three, because now we're on three, <laughs> is uh, when he removed his face for Baby Yoda mm. at the end of episode of season two. When he was like, "I love you, Dad." It's like I know. Mm-hmm. I'll bring you a cold, or I'll bring you in, and that's my number three. Uh, my number three will be similar. It's when he took the mask, or when IG-11, who is in the show, not IG-88, <laughs> um, took off the mask. He's like, I am not human. And I'm like, oh. It's like, he's in there. There he is. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I'm glad he didn't take it off in season three, though. I hope he doesn't ever again, either. Because uh, I'm kind of... We've seen it enough. I'm sure in the movie he will. If they get Pedro Pascal, I think they already did. Uh, Desi says, I'm hanging with R3X, the DJ in Ogres, who's previously employed. That's uh, Pee Wee Herman, is it not? I think so. That sounds right. My man (laughs) over My number two is the Crate Dragon. Oh, yeah, that's sick. From uh, season two, episode one, the Kray Dragon. Really like that scene uh, when they go to attack it, and uh, it's a great moment. I'm being very generic because it's pretty much every time they go to the Kray Dragon, I like it. Paul Rubens, yes, Paul Rubens is not. I mean, his real name is Paul Rubens. His fake name that I grew up with was Pee Wee Herman slash the Penguin's father. R.I.P. Um, my number two is going to be somewhat of a cop out, but I've said it before. I love anytime. That Mando is flying around. That those shots look awesome. He's a pretty cool pilot. So yeah, especially in his new new 
uh, Nabu yeah, Cruiser, Starship, Starfighter, yeah. Uh, Heidi's favorite part is when is the fact that Din is the first non-deadbeat dad in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, true. There you go. Uh, and my number one, everything in the egg episode. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to put the mud horn in there, but I'm going to go every, I think the, the sand crawl, everything in the mud episode is, is uh, my favorite. Wow. <laughs> you're wrong. <James. laughs> you're, you're wrong. And here's why. <laughs> Are you saying I'm wrong? Yes. <laughs> uh, my number one is going to be from the very first episode in the first like five minutes where he says either you're coming in with me hot or you're coming in with me cold. Or is it warm? Either you're coming in with me warm or you're coming in with me cold. I'm like, in. I'm like, in immediately. 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 <laughs> Ludwig uh, Gorenson. Uh, yeah, do you think he'll come back for the movie, or do you think he's? Too oh, strong? absolutely. <laughs> oh, we should put a wager on that's a ne- that's next week's Never Tell Me the Odds. He did music for something recently. I'm like, this guy is everywhere. Oh, Oppenheimer. Yes, that's it. And it was weird because it started and it went. And all right, like he'll, he'll probably just he'll always do. I I think like he's a Nolan's guy now because Zimmer was like, I want to do Dune. <laughs> Nolan's like, if you don't do Tenet, you'll never work with me again. He's like, I'm doing Dune. <laughs> and uh, and then um, and Ryan Coogler will always use him as well. By the way, Fruitvale Station, come on! If you haven't watched it, everybody needs to watch Fruitvale Station. Great. Yeah, let's go. Where are we going? About two. I was gonna. I would. I want to go to bed too. I'm trying to go mm. there this summer because spoiler alert: my daughter will get in for free, <laughs> so, and she gets to fly for free. So I'm like, hmm. There's a lot of words "free" floating around, but you know who's not free? This guy. <laughs> Me. <laughs> this guy's not free. A lot of free. I might just throw it on the plane and be like, I'll meet you there. All the cool kids come to bed too. Uh, there we go. Uh, that's our show. That's it. A, this Goodbye. Week was an emotional... <laughs> this, this week's been an emotional. Ah! Hey. <laughs> it's been an emotional roller coaster from start to finish when we found out that Star Wars was indeed canceled uh, yeah. after just two seasons. Yeah, two six seasons at a movie, um, but. Acolyte is on his way. Bad Batch is in here and now. Skeleton Crew is upcoming. And Tales of the Jedi Season 2 will be making its arrival. And we just learned that Canada has a premier magazine that gets all the Star Wars scoops. So, yeah. <laughs> thank goodness for C Magazine. Gonna have to maybe, get like, a subscription. Maybe the C is for Chatelaine. Remember Chatelaine Magazine? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the C. Like it didn't. No, I looked it up. It's just say. It's just. It's been fifty. It's fifteen years old though. Like fifteen years, I've never seen this thing. Yeah, well, you know what else is fifteen years old that I like guessed tonight? The movie The Hangover. So fifteen years isn't that long ago. (laughs) That's crazy because I was thinking about what was I thinking? Oh, I was thinking when I was thinking about Dune. We were talking about Dune earlier, like before the show, and I had that book as a kid. 
Mm. And then I was, th- and then I remember when I was in college, uh, and take uh, somebody did like a, a the uh, uh, some kind of presentation on David Lynch, and he talked about the Dune movie, his Dune movie, and how the producer like didn't want to work with him ever again because it was such disaster or something. <laughs> and I was like, that movie was like 15 years old when I was in college. Like, it's, <laughs> I'm like, it felt like it was like 90 years old, but it wasn't that old. Like and you do like the, it's as old as the Hangover, or probably a little bit older, but the Hangover is the same age as that was, and that's, that's wild. Just wild. it is amazing though when you think of it, though, Brock. Like how much, how different movies have, how far movies have come. Like it was like mm. it, was, it was like a slow burn, got to a point, and then like the nineties happened, and then from two thousand, like Lord of the, like because like the new Dunes probably can't happen. But Lord of the Rings kind of, and then Marvel, like those kind of let this one kind of happen. It's kind of, I was just thinking about like how, like books being adapted sucked for so long. And then Lord of the Rings was like, mm, do they have to? You know, mm-hmm. like that's the big, I know there's like other ones that didn't, but you know, for the majority of when you watched a book, a movie based on a book, you're like, yeah, oh, the book's better every time. But then Lord of the Rings came, you're like, that was solid. Like even if you could, even find the book, like it was solid. And then, quality the quality and stuff and now i think i think um uh, video game movies are the next one the next shoe to drop is video game movies because they've sucked for so long but they're starting to like they're starting to like be better and you're like get there yeah i mean they're making a movie on the borderland series i'm like all right let's go it doesn't <laughs> look great. bad yeah it does not look bad i mean kevin hart he doesn't really choose I mean, I think Kevin. I was gonna say he doesn't choose bad products, but projects. But that's that's really subjective or objective to whoever. What you're like, my wife loves Kevin Hart, but I would argue that like no one. He does the movies. He knows what he is. He's like The Rock. He is like The Rock, where they're like they know what kind of movie they sell. So Kevin Hart in a movie like that, I'm like, there must be and Kate Blanchett of all characters, like wow. <laughs> so yeah, was she like? Is this like? Is this her payday? Is this the one where she's like, I need to do the big, I need to do a big. Yeah, like, maybe. I don't know. They all need, like, every actor needs it, you know. I wonder mm-hmm. if this is hers. Oh, maybe it's good, but maybe she doesn't need it because she's got to be loaded, right? She's got to be loaded. Yeah, so, I don't know. She has that know. Indiana Jones Thor money. <laughs> she's got that Thor Ragnarok money. Boom. Oh, yeah, she was a Rick. She was good in that, too. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I like Thor uh, yeah. All right, everyone. We're all discussing ages. We're all old. Eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching. Give us a like and a subscribe because that's uh, that's like currency on YouTube. So far, I can tell you we have five likes and three live viewers, but I'm showing six live viewers. I don't know. There's discrepancy everywhere. I don't know what this is. Is that a waving goodbye hand? <laughs> RJ47 is here. Hi, RJ47. First time here. Oh, sorry. We're leaving. Um, <laughs> hopefully you come back next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> Says you. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for watching. Brock, anything else you want to say? Uh, I just finished watching Avatar, the fir- the last Airbender live action show on Netflix. Highly suggest, specifically for our Toronto's own 
Paul Seung Hun Lee. I am sorry I always screw up your your name. But he plays Uncle Iroh and he destroys it to the point that you should watch it and be like, he could do his own Star Wars show. He could do it. Carson Teva, Carson Teva and the Crazy Bunch and they're a cool group of rogue, rogue squadron pilots. Boom. Done. Sold it. Make it. But anyways... RJ47, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Next Wednesday, we'll be here. Unless Brock's like, James, I don't want to talk about Star Wars this week. I want to talk about Avatar. I love it so much when you just zone out and start looking at the chat. <laughs> you said watch it because uh, Carson Tevick had his own show. I was listening. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But I'm not going to watch Avatar. I can assure you. The next show I watch is going to be Below Deck. <laughs> I haven't watched. No, I'm over that. I'm probably Stranger Things. That'll probably be the next show I watch, and that's not coming up for the next 10 years. What I like Avatar, though, like I've never seen the cartoon. I have not, no interest in it. What I like it, Brock. Is it something I should sit down and watch? No, probably not. <laughs> Filoni worked on the first couple episodes. I as he did. Of the show or the cartoon? Who was in the cartoon? The cartoon. The show? Yeah, okay, yeah. So I shouldn't watch it. All right, well, everybody else should watch it and let me know what you think. And if enough people say it's really great, it might turn into Dune and I might have to watch it. Freaking Disney Desi. Not that Avatar. <laughs> Disney Desi, you! Ah, <laughs> uh, you! Uh, this just, just ended the show. All right, Brock, you were always... Hold on. Hold on. Scum. Rebel scum. Thumbbags, thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.